0: Hi guys, this is Vidas
1: and Osha.
0: Let's start episode 164 of Ask Vidas and Osha podcast. And this question was sent by David. He writes, I'm working on a paper about uh, understanding what 18th century French classical registrations really mean when an organ of that period is not being used since, of course, the French revolution wiped most of them off the face of the earth it's easier to find unicorns. So it's a fascinating question, right, Ocean?
1: It is, but I can think that it still would be harder to find a unicorn.
0: Yeah, we should ask David if he found any unicorns.
1: Because if you would look, let's say, at Paris, in Paris, you would search for French classical organ, you wouldn't find them, but... If you look in the provinces, like tiny villages, in those you can still find French classical instruments.
0: And there are, of course, modern day replicas sure. being built. Sure. Mm, great. Um, the basis for understanding 18th century French classical um, organ registrations probably relies not only. Uh, on the organs but also on the registration suggestions by the composers
1: too. Yes. And I think actually if you know you have little experience, I think it's easier to register French classical pieces of, of organ music comparing to let's say German. What do you mean? Well, because as you told earlier, composers indicate what we want from the piece, how it should be played and registered. And, you know, French have just very well systematized.
0: So, people who don't understand uh, the system probably don't read French.
1: Yes. I mean, if, if you know what Plangio or grandio is, then you should be able to register, you know.
0: Of Do you plangio's? think that um, a lot of people understand uh, the terms planjo, grandjo? Maybe sh- we should uh, explain yes, it a little
1: so bit. So, with this, let's tell us what the planjo or remind us what the planjo and grandjo is and what is the
0: um,
1: difference between them.
0: In general terms, planjo is the sound that reminds of the organo plenum sound, except with some difference, maybe from the German, uh, but it, it has, uh, I think, uh, principles, right? Of of uh, many pitch levels, and it has uh, the mixtures together, right? Yes. And if if it if it has a term grand plenjoy, then you add 16 foot bourdon in the manuals too. And very often you would need cantus firmus in the, in the pedals. Then you would need, I believe, a trumpet eight, maybe with together, coupled uh, with the flute eight, or if you have um, clarion four, you could add to reinforce the sound of the pedals. But no sixteen foot in the pedals.
1: Well, and what about granjo?
0: In my understanding, uh, it's more of a flute sound combined with the cornets and the uh, reeds. Reeds, yes. Uh, which means, uh, uh, which means trumpets, um, then then cornet, either real cornet with five ranks, flute based on flute sounds, eight for uh, fifth. Uh, two and a third, right? Or you can uh, select those five flute sounds from it, uh, the manual and add them to the general plunger sound, right? Um, do you need uh, 16 foot in the manuals here? I believe I think so, so, yeah? I yes. mm-hmm.
1: And what about like solo registrations for solo voices? What if you have like tiercentaire entire or? Uh,
0: those characteristic stops that French organs have, I think they have s- a specific meaning and specific function, right? Uh, Tierce registration means you use uh, a third based on one and three fifths sounds. But in addition to that, you of course need eight foot flute. Right, and then a tier sound, uh, and maybe, and maybe even a fifth sound uh, to remind a little bit of the cornea. You have to check how your balance is uh, on your organ. If it's not, uh, uh, you know, historical French organ, if you're adapting it.
1: Yes, and this my next question would be: Do you think it's it's okay to play the French classical music
0: on I think it's okay to play whatever person wants and likes, right? But the result will will not necessarily be the same as on the historical French organ. A lot of people don't care about that. They just love the music.
1: Well, should you then just follow closely to original registration, you should uh, look for and make up your own registration. Depending on the sound of particular organ.
0: Yeah, I believe you're right. You should listen to some recordings, not necessarily of the same piece, but maybe uh, a typical French classical uh, registration that you are looking for, like Tiersentier uh, or uh, dialogues uh, of the Voie or the Cromorne registration, right? Or the Cornet, all those things you could. Uh, listen to a piece like that and then check if your organ has a similar kind of stops if it's not you have to you know adapt
1: yes but for example if you are playing a German organ those streets are so different from French reeds what would you do then
0: I wouldn't play French music on the <laughs> German organ okay uh, but no you know a lot of people, think differently, and they have the right to do so, right? We're just uh, telling people, sharing uh, with people our experiences, right, Osha? Yes. And you don't necessarily have to agree with us. Mm. And I believe people who oppose to that, uh, their opinion might change if they try out a lot of historical organs.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, French, German, Italian, Dutch, uh, Spanish, Portuguese... Right. And all those areas have different styles and uh, different types of music.
1: Yes. And what is your favorite French classical composer?
0: Oh, a tricky question.
1: Um, I have my favorite.
0: Let's see. Does it start with the letter called... G? Yes, how do you know? Yes, Nicolas
1: de Grigny. Yes, that's my
0: favorite. Nicolas de Grigny was a very polyphonically uh, oriented composer, because a lot of French composers like Couperin not necessarily wrote uh, polyphonically advanced music. They wrote a lot of harmonically advanced uh, pieces. And their her harmony system is basically a pioneer system that of the system that we use today. It's based on the Rameau Treatise, right? Yes. Uh, but Germans were more keen to the polyphony, right? Uh, just as Italians were a century later or earlier in the Renaissance, in the, even in the 16th century or beginning of the 17th century. But then Italians started to play those different types of... Uh, pieces uh, like Scarlatti, right? Uh,
1: I know it's just like and, and everything in opposite way.
0: Polyphony changed, but Germans were more strict with polyphony, uh, with Bach and and that tradition. And French were more eager to explore the sounds and the colors.
1: But yes, when Nicolas de Grigny's polyphonic pieces are quite complex, you can even find five voices through.
0: And uh, Bach also learned from De Grigny. He copied his, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Liv d'Org and, and based some of his earlier compositions, fantasy in Fugue, in C, C minor, for example, or other pieces, or Piazz d'Org, for example. A lot of people pieces which have five-part texture, they're based on the French model.
1: Yes, that's true.
0: And do you know, why French wrote five-part textures or not four-part textures like Italians? I've read that Italian uh, string uh, chamber music was...
1: I think we had an extra voice, uh, yes.
0: Italians, four parts and... and, and, Like
1: string quartet, yes.
0: Yeah, Two violins, uh, viola and a cello. But French... Had uh, one extra instrument two violins, two uh, altos, and, two, and one uh, violin. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: wow, that's amazing.
0: And uh, they use different kinds of claps. And people sometimes today they like to uh, read those claps, right? Some crazy organist,
1: yes, like with us,
0: like with us. Are you a crazy organist, Osha? No,
1: well, not as crazy as you are.
0: <laughs> you are, you are a sort of uh, in between of normal humans and you can relate to normal humans, right? Yes. You can read uh, uh, music that normal people read. And I can do too. But sometimes uh, I am not satisfied with normal stuff, so I get crazy. All right, guys, uh, please explore the French classical registrations. Uh, it's really fascinating uh, topic. Uh, we could actually recommend a book, right? Uh, maybe by Fenner Douglas and Barbara Owen. They both wrote uh, uh, interesting uh, uh, treatises about organs and registrations. So if you read uh, the transcript... Uh, From this podcast, you could click on the link and uh, check out those books. Yes, they
1: would be a big help exploring different registrations.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for listening and applying our tips in your practice. Uh, This was Vidas. And Osha. And remember, when you practice,
1: miracles happen.